Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling spectacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th. See club for details. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. I suck, you score, I suck at Call of Duty. Welcome to the Not Playing Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. And Will. We haven't talked about games for a very long time. Uh, not this year, I don't think, since we did our preview thing last time. Uh, so yeah, in terms of games we've actually been playing, I think the big one really is Kingdom Come Deliverance. And, um, yeah, I've, I've put about 10 hours in myself. Interestingly, there's been a bit of controversy about this game. Have you heard about this? Are we starting on no. that bit? You've heard about it then? Oh, I've, I've, I've read a fair amount of it. I haven't been able to form much of an opinion other than the lead developer is clearly a twat. Now, whether his views yeah. on who was around at the time are correct or otherwise, I think that guy's still a bit of a dick regardless. Yeah, they, 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 there's been a bit of criticism about that and also uh, the fact that there aren't many people of colour in the game, which I don't think is... I don't know. Some people have said, you know, there were people of colour then, he said there weren't. I've seen 13th Warrior, so there was at least one of Spaniard who was meant to be like an Arab um, for, 13, for yeah. 12, against 12 Vikings. So, you know, if it's a you know 1 in 13 ratio, that seems about right. Yeah. But um, the, the, the general's... The, it, his views have come off as a little bit chauvinist and stuff, and, and you can kind of feel that in the game to an extent with the uh, various opportunities for dating uh the fact that there's only a single male protagonist i'm not going to moan about that really because they've clearly got a story they want to tell and i feel like you can kind of venture into the sort of realms of of pc madness in a way if you tick all those boxes it's difficult it's uh, difficult we all have to be accepting and cuddly uh in this day and age and apply our 21st century values back to the 1400s yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah. it's difficult. Um, I don't know exactly what the historic makeup of uh, what is currently Czech Republic was back then. Um, the uh, yeah, sort of ethical exactly. mix, ethnic mix. So I don't feel qualified to comment. <laughs> That's the trouble. Yeah, apparently, apparently they did do their research, um, but I guess they. Yeah, I don't know. But that's the conclusion oh, they came to. We go so. on research. But, the NRA have done that's... an awful lot of research, and uh, other people don't agree with that. So, research is fun. Yeah, yeah. It's but the true. game's oh, pretty... the politics show, guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's real shame actually that the game's kind <laughs> of like just kicked that off. I mean, Polygon just haven't covered it at all. I think for that reason. I think and it's a, a non-news of... thing. It's it's trending at the moment, <laughs> which is why a lot of people have taken this story. Is this on but, the same level as that girl in um, Little Mix getting dreads and being accused of cultural appropriation? Uh, I, think it's I, not a, I think don't it's, know. Well, I think it's a similar Ferrari, but perhaps with uh, actually some cause. But the thing is, I've met white Rastafarians, and they have dreads. <laughs> so where Indeed. is that? That's not cultural appropriation. And what about sort of black people getting buzz cuts that's military style? Which is predominantly, yeah. uh, uh, it gets really silly. Yeah. Because apparently, like, yeah, anyway, yeah, let's okay. not even do that. It's a so whole other show. Cool. What do we think of the game? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just, just going to say quickly, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, Polygon haven't covered it, but it's actually at the top of their homepage at the moment, but they haven't reviewed it yet. Oh. So, uh, but anyway. The Eurogamer um, yeah. Euro review addresses those issues, and... 
very much Doesn't so. Doesn't recommend it based on certain jankiness in the game, uh, but I think <laughs> mostly upon that racing, uh, upon the basis of the, the lead developer's perspectives and the sheer Ferrari, yeah. if they were to put their name to recommend it, it's difficult. It's very difficult. Hmm. It's That's true. Game. Yeah, yeah, so far I've really enjoyed it. You definitely can't, uh, it definitely feels a little bit janky in places. I think that there was, I fast travelled the other day and uh, the woman who you, uh, who lives in the same place as you. Should we perhaps take a step back for those people that might not be as familiar as we are with the game itself? We've gone into the the racist developers and the (laughs) janky fast travel, but should we take a little step back and say what the game is? Sure, yeah. uh, It was, um, (laughs) so yeah, Daniel Favre. Daniel Favre and his team at Warhorse Studios basically uh, about 10 years ago decided that they wanted to make this game um, and so they they sort of built a prototype. It took them a while to get the money to build the prototype but about four years ago they had something to show. That was the and Kickstarter, so they wasn't it? Yeah, they did. They did. They did a Kickstarter. I'm not sure if it was Kickstarter. It was Kickstarter. Yeah. I, I remember looking at it specifically, and if I was the sort of person that did ever put money into Kickstarter, it would have been this. But I don't. yeah, I think actually, I bought. A I bot- think that- I, I did invest in a bottle opener, but that was a tenner. So, but moving <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um... I think it was a Kickstarter, but there, there was still the opportunity to kick in money after that had finished. <sighs> so. Um, basically, they needed all the money they could, and and they ended up getting a publisher, Deep Silver, involved as well, well that's to it. get it onto the consoles and stuff. Well, the original proposal was it was going to come out in chapters. Um, yeah, that's so it right. Was, and with a stretch goal of a console release as well, and basically, so much got behind it, the hype picked up, and I think the quality of the game spoke for itself to an extent. Um, the sheer sort yeah. of uh, recreation um, of historical stuff. Uh, that, yeah, the publisher just went, hang on, let's just do this properly, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you play this uh, son of a blacksmith, and it's very story-driven. Apparently, there's over four hours of uh, cut scenes in the game. And, uh, I mean, I feel like I've really only just scratched the surface, and I've put ten hours in now. I um, must admit, I've I'm only... only had an hour, which is terrible. So. Yeah. But I'm really keen to yeah. finish talking to you bastards and get back on it. Yeah, um, I mean that first hour or so is is quite a good cross section of what I've experienced so far. There's definitely like an emphasis on like just basic things like eating and being hygienic, um, which was sometimes a bit of a challenge back in those days. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of story driven stuff. Uh, there's the the voice acting's pretty good for the most part. The, I, think, I had like, an issue the, with 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 it in the very opening bit, the first narration before you even get to like hit new game. It to me yeah. sounded like it was being voiced over by Tory politician William Hague, and that, that <laughs> educated slight Yorkshire twang. It's welcome to Bohemia. It was weird. Yeah, there's a few US accents that show up as well, which is a bit odd. Um, I, wa- I was thinking for a second in the 1400s. Well, you know, sorry, and they didn't have black people either. So <laughs> <laughs> even if it's not perhaps historically completely historically accurate, I think they've had to take license here and there. Um, but the uh, I think overall, it, it's it's definitely like the first game I've played probably since. I mean, Skyrim's the obvious one, but maybe Oblivion. Since I was, I just felt so uh, kind of enveloped in another world like i you know just like you really feel like you're kind of walking through the mud in this game and um just i'm just in awe of it really just 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 looking around seeing people going about their business um and and all the little systems in the game i like as well like there's a the speech system is based up of like multiple stats like you have like um chivalry and um sort of like uh presence and stuff like that um you can haggle at the shops um unfortunately one issue i found uh the uh the lock picking mechanic is impossible at the moment on a controller <laughs> have you ever tried i haven't tried picking? it with that <laughs> well yeah that's that's what i thought but i was I, honestly every time i've done the tutorial it's like you're supposed to get one thumbstick in a position then move both of them round at the same time and it's just so hard it's like when you're rotating, it doesn't feel right. It's it's very annoying. I'm sorry, I'm um, so I haven't. I'm playing some keyboards, so I've, and I've not come across the lock mechanism uh, quite yet. But it'll be interesting to compare notes and see which one is uh, the better option. 
Yeah, they're they're on they're on the case with it apparently, and also with the save system, which at the moment, if you want to save anywhere, involves uh, taking this. Uh, it's called Savior Snaps, and uh, so it's like a limited quantity. I must admit, the moment uh, I had Savior Snaps, I had Scooby Snacks by the fun-loving criminals running through my head. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's um, an interesting point because as a gamer with uh, urgent calls on my time, you want the, the I can understand the ability to. Not save before a fight and all of that, but it should automatically snapshot the game exactly where it is if you need to just shut the machine down or turn the game off. Yeah, yeah, you can save at your bed as long as you save in the correct bed. Yeah, but if I'm in the middle of the big someone scene, else's... I need to I need to have to quickly run to bed. This is my yeah. issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I totally get that. So and and like I've only really been playing the game when I've known I've had at least an hour to chuck at it because I know I will make some progress. Yeah, it does normally save you like after a mission or after you've done something or if you've leveled up, but it's random and that so they're looking into it and yeah. um. Yeah, so they're on the case, and apparently there's a there's going to be a big patch dropping like in the next week or so. They've already patched the game since there was a big day one patch, and they've done a like interim hot patch as well. So, yeah, I had a small hot uh, one downloaded this evening before I started playing. But yeah, it, it it would be good to see it continuing to be supported, continuing to be refined. It's very common these days. A game starts off, they've got it out, they've got it to the schedule, they have to do it. Um, but with many games like this, it's it's often better to dip in a few months after it's been out. The Witcher 3 improved no end as they tweaked the UI, yeah. as they as they made minor changes. And it's a great game. <laughs> I think anyone who's well into their RPGs, um, sort of in the, the Skyrim side of things, and the Bethesda-style first-person yeah, RPGs, would I'd recommend they pick it up. But if you're not in a rush, wait. I think it'll be better in another month. What, what systems are it on? <coughs> uh, it the usual or, PS4, or PC, and Xbox One. Yeah, it's about proper, oh, cool. proper multi-platform, which, which for a I game might, that started off on Kickstarter, um, I, I seriously would recommend it, Marcus. Um, mm. I, I've, from what I've played, the hour I've had in, I've suddenly uh, was quite annoyed when it came to time to podcast because I had to um, turn it <laughs> off and lose my progress on my save. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm fascinated. From the other thinkers, uh, so Marcus and I... Both, I don't think you get a chance to these days, both have done a bit of longsword training. Uh, and yeah. the sword fighting and the use of the longswords in this game, to me, looks bang on. I have to say, it's yeah. very, very authentic looking. Obviously, you can only recreate it so well, but it feels good. It feels good. Um, so just for that, yeah. there's a wonderful scene right at the start. I don't think there's any spoilers here when you... When you see your hero Henry working with his dad, the blacksmith, and um, forging a longsword for the local lord, and you watch how it's being made, and it's, it's an education in mm. a bit of blacksmithing. It's fantastic. Nice. This, this isn't just fantasy. Oh, I've 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 done the dragon sword for the for the ages. Like, no, he's put together quite a nice sword. It's lovely. <laughs> yeah, they they actually did it all. Uh, they really did their research for this game, and uh, they were doing video docs all the way up, like all the way through the de- development, up until crunch time. Mm, and um, like they 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 because because it was Kickstarter backers, obviously mm. wanting to know the progress. Uh, yeah, so they 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 did all that, and and they 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 uh, took you out to the places that are in the game that they've built up, you know. Uh, and and the, there's a very um, elaborate codex as you get to different areas. It will explain like what that building used to be who owned it what happened to it what it's what it is now um so they've really gone to town with that yeah the combat is really cool you basically use one stick to um uh choose the direction of your attack and you you unlock combos later on uh there's a guy that trains oh, you God. at the start and oh, then there's rubbish. another guy <laughs> yeah. i'm hoping there's someone yeah. better i've not got there yet <laughs> Yeah, there is, and and he teaches you all these other things. Like you get to, you can you can uh, start off your attack in one direction and then faint and mm. and uh, adjust adjust your angle. Um, you can just move out of the way. Uh, mm. You can take perks. All the skills in the game, the combat yeah. skills, all the all the skills have perks, yeah. and you only improve them by doing that per- doing that activity. Same Skyrim. Yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. Um, even with my short hour pl- short time of play, I noticed influences from The Witcher. I noticed influences from um, very much from the Elder Scrolls side, but also from Far mm. Cry. So the way he traverses the landscape when you're hopping over fences, and you see the camera look down oh, yeah. and, the, and the, him hopping the legs over, the way you open a door and you see him reaching out, 
to actually open that door. It's, it feels very yeah. slick in the way Far Cry does. I'm seeing a lot of really yeah. good influences all going in to then create what feels like a really original game. I think it's quite exciting. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely like got the whole like head cam thing going on when you're doing stuff. Um, and and uh, some of the skills are hilarious. Like reading is one. Um, uh drinking is one so you can get um you can like uh you can kit yourself out to have a deal with hangovers better or uh, be able read, to uh, drink drinking, longer I'd, I'd love to know where my stats sit in that sort of context you know with reading and drinking <laughs> i think i'm fairly strong it's, it's more the uh, plus the agility 99, and sword play yeah <laughs> i think that's, yeah, where yeah. that's where your affinity mostly go to every time you but level in, up it interestingly Interesting, because my understanding from the reviews I've read and stuff is you get to... Well, it is a true role-play game. If you want to be a stealthy, smooth talker, you can play that way. Um, there are multiple yep. ways around each mission. You don't always have to just go in and fight. You probably want to be handy with a sword, but it's not all about tanking. So I think that's could be fun. No. Hmm. no, I mean, like I say, I've played 10 hours now, and most of the combat has been... I've I've been I've done it okay. I got slaughtered once, but I think that was the idea you were supposed to. So was that on the drinking um, skill? No, no. <laughs> I realised what I just walked into there. Um, but but the um, yeah, it's it it's really good. I I mean the way you level up and stuff. That's how I play all RPGs anyway. So I feel it's just cool, hmm. just getting to make a decision on a perk every now and then, rather than agonising over what arbitrary way i want to level up my character you know yeah i've always found, found it insane like if yeah i found i find it insane if like you just get those arbitrary levels and you've spent your whole level just tanking stuff and you end up like investing in magic what's the point of that <laughs> well that's it. It was fallout 3 i always had that issue with for example which was very much you'd shoot a load of people and you level up and you just put that skill into hacking Whereas Elder Scrolls yeah. side was always you hack a load of stuff and you get better at hacking. It just makes sense. Practice makes perfect. And I think it's a cracking way yeah. of progression. And I'm happy to see it appearing in more games. Yeah. Even when I play like the pen and paper games, I uh I tick the skills I've used mm. and when I level up I level those up. Oh, anyway God, I wish I had time for that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have actually. Uh, just quickly, I I've been DMing uh, a Star Wars game for the last. Uh, we've done four sessions now, or we're about to do our fourth session. Uh, How long I haven't session? DMed about three hours. Oh, we played from like seven. To, we played from like seven till half ten, eleven on a Sunday night. Um, only every just when we can do it, really, which normally mm. kind of averages out once every uh, two weeks or we're, we're doing two in a row this week but I can't do next week so it's that sort of thing but uh, hmm. no I've quite enjoyed it so far I had a little problem running combat I kept forgetting to uh, add soak which is a number when you do damage you can take the soak off so each character's got a soak depending on what how much armour and stuff they've got right yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, so if someone does you 10 damage and you've got soak of 4 they've done you 6 damage right hmm. yeah and basically they were remembering to they were remembering to deduct it themselves, but I wasn't, so we they were just mincing through stuff. But I actually ran a combat encounter last session with one big monkey thing, and uh, it was quite tough, and I managed to make the combat go for three rounds. So that's that's what you want, ideally. So and, um, taking, didn't taking even... this back to Kingdom Come, um, my understanding is I haven't got this far in. I've basically got a shitty shirt. My understanding is you've got layers of armour... Um, and you can have a great oh, yes. helm, but it will restrict your vis vision. So you can put on this massive helmet, but if it's because it's first-person view, you put the big helmet yeah. on to get into a fight, and you can basically see through a letterbox, right? Hmm. I haven't got that far because those things are really expensive. Right. I've got like about I've got like <laughs> well, about work. thirty. Yeah, I've got does, like about thirty p, and they're like uh, they're like ten quid. Or something. Would it would it restrict your breathing as well? You know, if you say you're running a long distance and then you whip up the visor and exclaim, "I can't breathe in this thing." Well, I, know, I, think I know the weight of the armor will affect things. Whether the uh, but oh, Christ, what, you, did you just quote Spaceballs, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's insidious. I totally missed that. Um, no, I think I think heavy. I think the more encumbered you are, I think your stamina takes a hit. So yeah, I think it does. Cool. I think I think that is true. So the other thing I like um, going back, you were talking about the whole speechcraft skill. Um, the other thing, again, it's this is about the reading, and I'm excited to see how it works. If you are dirty, 
peasants will treat you pretty similarly, but the uh, the nobility will look down upon you. It will decrease your persuasive skills. Whereas if you are well groomed and wearing high quality clothing, they're going to treat you better. Yeah. So it's it's absolutely down to the quality of your kit uh, and all sorts cool. of other factors, um, which I think is really amazing. It's lovely That's to see cool. this this thoughts being put into it. Oh, I've got a quick question. Um, hmm. How is I, I take it? There's a character creation, or are you a nope, particular you are character? Henry. You are Henry. You are Henry. Henry. Like oh, Henry. brilliant! So it is literally a narrative. That's all right. That's yeah, not bad. The, to be honest, it's not a problem because you can decide what kind of a person Henry is. You can decide if he's a, yeah. a bit of a rogue early on, right? And this within the first uh, twenty minutes. You get to basically your your dad sends you down into the village. This is your kind of like your training bits, even though it's not much hard mm. hand holding. And you you get you go down there, and your dad said, "Go and get this sword hilt, get me some charcoal, and get me a bit of beer, so that we can uh, make this sword." And you meet your mates down there, and they're talking about this this foreigner who's bad mouthing the king. And you get the choice to buy your dad some beer and head back, or to throw poo at the foreigner's wall. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I think. I get the feeling you get to decide very much what kind of character you are. It's still rolling. Yeah. Henry is a blacksmith. So from canvas. your actions, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. Okay. But he looks like a blacksmith's son, really. So That's, that's pretty fine. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. To be honest, I could get I can get a little bit stuck in those uh, Roll. character creators. Yeah, I love poo at the wall. They're, they're my they're my Achilles heel. Of course I threw poo at the wall. I didn't. <laughs> I'm a good person. You didn't? No. No, I got the yeah, I, but he was... I got beer. <laughs> I went, yeah, but see, he was. We all saw bear, the was bear, optional. Thought, I'm just not yes. that kind of person. I'm not an animal. Basically, I tried to get the money off the off the guy. Yeah. Uh, he beat me up, oh, I beat him. and then so I went to the pub, met up with my mates, and then I was given the option. They said they would help me if I did the poo throwing. So then, <laughs> after the poo throwing, we went back to the geezer. And we duffed him up, four of us. Right. And then I took the bits. I took the bits off him I needed that that he, my father had provided him with. Uh, took it and then was able to use that to buy the charcoal. It's funny. So my, my, my story came out. I I decided to fight the drunkard and I pummeled him to the ground. Eventually, second time I attempted it. Um, I just couldn't do it. Hey. Oh, I think I just get. Trick, I get too. You pull back. You let your stamina build up, and you're fine. And you, it, it, it took right. me a, about five minutes to beat him. But anyway, um, but yeah. in, my, in my little world, I'm the clean-cut, all-American boy. My dad's told me to do a job. I've done the job. I've bought him some beer, chatted up the bar wench, gone back, and we've made a sword. There was no throwing poo at foreigners' walls. So oh, well, that's basically, <laughs> you're both the polar opposite versions of Arnold J. Rimmer. <laughs> Will's version is Ace Rimmer. A rough Pretty much. Arnold Judas River. <laughs> Smoke me a kipper. And I tell you what, a couple of times. I mean, I've 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 knocked a guy out to get his uniform. I've stolen yeah. things to get, um, to to get buy things I need. Yeah. Are um, we still I mean, about the, the game, game. Sorry, we are. Yeah. Right, um, but the uh, the the thing is, the 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 game is as open world as it is. Uh, at least initially, it kind of puts you in these little. Uh, kind of cross sections of the game mm. these little mini microcosms of it and you do find yourself playing it a bit more like an immersive sim where you're you're sort of pushing against the game to see what you can do um, and it and it does generally kind of um, respond uh, in in most ways mm. I don't know if that's just because it's the you know trying to make a good impression um, I've, I don't know how well that holds up later on but uh, no, I think, no, it's I think really we good. should reconvene in a few weeks' time once we've had uh, yeah. a chance to uh, crack yeah. it through properly. I think it would be really interesting to compare notes on that. And Marcus, yeah, it'd be sounds uh, cool. Interesting yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, I can let you know what up. the um, the Xbox version's like. How rope a dope that is. <laughs> I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling it's. Sh- oh no, I've heard there's there's like a little bit of slowdown, few bits of issues. But once again, I've got a feeling if you wait the compulsory month or so. You'll yeah. get a the price you'll get drop the patches the out patches. and everything. Yeah. yeah, exactly that. So uh, basically, treat it like Unity. Yeah, I've, my my understanding <laughs> is the console versions, um, both Xbox and PlayStation Four, regardless of its X Pro or standard, um, mm. are not perfect. 
Yeah. I don't know whether it was Warhorse themselves that then did that did the port or whether they got someone else in, but PC is running acceptably for me. I haven't got it as a, a good a resolution as I'd like to play at uh, 60 frames a second, but that's because my my PC is uh, probably in need of a little bit of an update. But uh, hmm. it's it's yeah, satisfactory. Ru- yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got I've, I've got it running at high uh, 1080p. That's about the best I could get really, and it's. I'm getting like 40 frames or something. I, I, I couldn't get 60. Most, all, most really. consoles tend to lock it at 30, don't they? Yeah, and yeah I, I, I can think those games. 30 would be absolutely fine. Um, absolutely. It's, it's, if it stays at 30 is your trick. But yeah. the best thing yeah. to do is have a look. Uh, I think on for those that don't know, your best bet is to go to Eurogamer, check their digital foundry, because they did an article on the performance yeah. PC versus consoles. And that's uh, probably the place to look. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it runs okay for me. Normally, if I can't quite achieve 60 frames, I just play with a controller. That sort of eliminates it a bit, really. I just... I I trick myself into thinking I'm playing on console. So. <laughs> I'm so used to console that, frankly, 30 frames a second is fine to me on a PC. Yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. It's once you've played um, loads at 60, that's when the issues come up. Just indeed. quickly going back to, um, since this is like a gaming podcast, uh, you mentioned indeed. you were doing a bit of a uh, board gaming sort of thing, uh, Star Wars style. Um, yeah. A couple of mates of mine ran a sort of a gaming session, a board gaming session at a local college, and I played a game called Zombicide. Oh, right. Which was pretty damn good. Um, I'm actually thinking of getting this game. And possibly starting it up. So I don't know if you're interested at one time. See if we get John involved. Basically, it's a street setting. Um, I think it's like the base one has like a six by nine. I'm not sure. Um, size sort of thing. Or maybe a three by three uh, board area. And you basically choose characters. And each turn, zombies get added onto the board. And you've got like actions and skills. You've got three actions per thing. And, it, and every zombie you kill the kilometer goes up and when it goes into yellow you get an extra action but the number of zombies that come onto the board so eventually you end up with like a whole horde of zombies and you've got say, various so like classes as, yeah yeah you've it, it turns into a horde mode the longer it goes on and the more you win? kill you can we did win the first game but we were damn lucky um we avoided the abomination which can only die from molotov and there are a couple of like runner zombies as well and um there are like the really large bulkier ones as well and it it seems like a really fun game um i'm i'm not a massive board game player but i had a great time sort of playing this setting it up and they're fairly admit, quick games it, it they were fairly quick games. Board games really doesn't it i'm looking i'm yeah. sitting in my shed and in front of me i can see monopoly and dingbats and scattergrees yeah Cranium, i've, I've got know? like scrabble and <laughs> uh war and terror behind me as well and stuff like that <laughs> So um, is that is, is that <laughs> you got war on terror so- as well? <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I everyone did after the IT crowd. <laughs> is that zombie side the one where you like lay the tiles? Yes. Yeah. As you and go, got, so you're going got from point A to you B. You go in and search and stuff and everything else, and you get weapons as well to defeat the zombies and weapons to open doors and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it seems pretty cool. We'll have to we'll have to have a look and see. Yeah, the other zombie one that uh, I've played a bit is De- is Dead of Winter. Uh, I heard about which is, that. Yeah, John's got it, and uh, that's where you've got a board, and you've basically got uh, you've got like a stronghold, and these various areas that you can kind of go to to mm. salvage supplies, um, and everyone has like a, their own victory conditions. Okay. Some of which may be to betray everyone else. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so that's a uh, bit yeah, more no, like the Walking Dead sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's cool, cool, though. Cool. Yeah, no, I think this is straightforward. You against them, and then you've got various other spin-off campaigns like everything else. But yeah, mm. no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was pretty easy to get into, considering I hadn't played a board game in God knows how long. Mm. Not since we played um, the Game of Thrones one years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is. So on on the the undead games subjects that moves us nicely on. Have either of you guys here heard of Vampire? Uh, uh, I've Vampire. heard of it. So this is so. by the guys that did. Uh, I think it was Remember Me and Oh Jesus Christ, the other one. Don't nod is the studio. 
Um, Life is Strange. Life is Strange, thank you. Yeah, I think those are the only two games they've done. But they've come out with a game that I've been reading about recently that sounds exceptionally interesting. It's out in the summer. I think it's July-ish. Um, yeah. But what... So you come into this... You kind of wake up. You're a doctor treating Spanish flu in 1918 or so. I mean, Spanish flu killed millions. I think it was 50 million or so people. And you're this doctor in London treating a hospital full of flu victims, trying to get them better. But you're a vampire. Mm. And you need to feed. And to feed, you want to feed from healthy people. So you've kind of got this whole... um, You need to make people feel better so that you get better quality chow out of them. But at the same time, mm. you need to eat people, and I think this is uh, potentially one to keep an eye on. It's a bit. It's, it, there's a brawling element to it, bit of a beat 'em up, third person kind of style, I think. Um, but it, so it's it, it is an RPG, apparently. I don't know. Again, what is an RPG? Refer to previous episodes. Um, <laughs> but it's it's kind of action RPG, but with a heavy moral scale because you're kind of you've almost got. I think it's there's something like a hundred non-player characters that are filled out in depth, and then a load yeah. of you know people just to kill and beat up. Um, okay. And it's set around London and the hospital uh, and the various hideouts you've got. But that sounds like a very interesting one to keep an eye out on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's ticking all the boxes for me, and mm. I I love a bit of. Uh, Vampire stuff. Yeah, I love the old uh, vampire game in ages. No, no, not since uh, Bloodlines. Have you ever played that? The, I, uh, oh, I, I briefly dabbled, is. but yes, I, I vaguely recall. I don't think I ever got into it, but I don't know why. <laughs> that was, that actually was the first game to use the Source engine that Half Life Two used. It mm-hmm. actually came mm-hmm. out a little bit before Half Life Two because I think Half Life Two got a little bit delayed. Mm. Um. And, and it was great. It was based on the Vampire the Masquerade uh, White Wolf game, like pen and paper game. Yeah. So there was all the different all the different vampire cl- classes. So you have your Nosferatu's and your Bruges and your Malkavians. And, the, and, and what was so great about it was um, if you played a Malkavian, they're like the vampire cast that's sort of mad. So all the dialogue options were completely mental. Um <laughs> And and it it had a really cool like very nicely paced um, sort of first person uh, vibe going on, yeah. similar to like De- Deus Ex and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, but by the end, I was in third person with a fucking big axe, just <laughs> cleaving my way through dudes. And I I don't know what that. I think that people laugh when I ever say that. <laughs> well, yeah, people <laughs> laugh when I mention this, but. Honestly, it's just required in the game because there's just so much shit coming at you. Um, and uh, axes don't need ammo. True. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that. It's a full um, campaign slogan in that statement, I'm sure. Axes don't need ammo. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. well, at least we know how to spot you in post-apocalyptic world. You've just been the one with a great big fucking axe. <laughs> yeah, covered in blood, yeah. Uh, well, as we're sort of freewheeling a bit, yeah. uh, just wanted to mention a couple of other bits of news, yeah. uh, just some delays, and I'm sorry to say I told you so, but uh, yeah, Anthem has been delayed into 2019. Uh, and... I never expected otherwise, to be honest. No. It was a tech okay. demo at E3. It looked amazing, Massive, yeah, but yeah. it was a tech demo. Yeah, I mean, EA needed something, because the lead time on their games is just so long. Uh, unless it's an annualised franchise. Yeah. Um, well, EA games challenge everything, including release dates. And deadlines. Mm. And, and gamers' yeah. patience. <laughs> and ethics. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's Ooh. right. And uh, yeah, Red Dead, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 has been delayed into October as well. So well, yeah, I don't mind, fine. really. But we're getting I don't mind really. 5 soon, aren't we? Yeah, that comes out uh, at Easter. I've heard yeah. surprisingly little about it recently. I've not heard seen any previews, not really heard anything. Maybe it's because they announced it. They just announced it so long ago that they did all their press up front then, and now we have to wait ages for it. Hmm. Don't worry, the marketing will kick in soon, and we'll all, we won't be able to move for it. That's true. <laughs> um, I'll, be, I'll yeah. be getting that on PS4, but, I think. I, I feel 
Far Cry is better suited. I don't know, maybe it's better on a uh, PC, but I'll be getting it on PS4. So if you go for that, Rob, I'll co up with you. Cool. Yeah, I played Far Cry 3 on Xbox, I think, but I played 4 on PC. Um, yeah, it depends how I'm feeling by then. Like, because I don't know. I, I, I reckon I'll probably be done with Deliverance by then. I hope so. Um, but uh, I've got I've got quite a few other games on the go. Uh, I'll, I'll just mention oh, sorry, Subnautica. When you say Deliverance, sorry, you can't just call it Deliverance because I'm instantly going dueling banjos. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, well, I, 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 I go to the uh, Corrosion of Conformity album. You so, got a uh, that's... mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've been playing a bunch of stuff. I haven't talked about any of the stuff I played over Christmas, and I won't go into hmm. horrendous detail highlights, on any of it. But please. But yeah, a few highlights. Uh, Subnautica, I, I, I end up, ended up getting, finally came out of early access, it seems like this is the year when a lot of these games come out of early access. Uh, Rust has just hit version 1, and I think okay. The Forest is uh, going to come out in April with a version 1. But yeah, this is one of those uh, one of those tree-punching games, uh, and by that I mean it's a crafting game. <laughs> and so I was a little bit miffed by it, to be honest, because you're just plopped into this like big aquatic world. Uh, it works with the Rift. Uh, I had difficulty playing it with the rift though because simply because there's kind of a lot to absorb and that's really not what you need when you're sort of right so fully it works with the immersive. rift but it's not very nice uh <laughs> i think it would i think it would be nice uh like maybe if i tried it again now that i kind of know how the game works but um it's essentially uh i've not played one of these games before but the way that they work is that it's all about the crafting uh, you, you're gated by what you can build. Um, I get and bored so of that you're kind sort of thing. I've, I've done a few of those, I just get bored. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and I was kind of... It took a while for it to get its hooks into me. And to be honest, I wouldn't say I'm fully overwhelmed by it, but I have played quite a few hours of it now. And I have seen some things uh, that I was not expecting to see. And I was not really guided <laughs> towards, especially. Sorry, you know, for some reason, I had this mental image of things you weren't expecting to see. But quite frankly, I can't share that. <laughs> <laughs> Family show, sort of. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. The way that yeah, no. that, that it, if you're willing to persevere with like the basic mechanic, uh, yeah. you do get like radio broadcast sometimes uh that kind of put, give you a waypoint to go to mm. and like uh you gradually figure out ways uh like you can build subs and bases and stuff in this um and it does look really beautiful like that it's basically you you're kind of ever tempted to get deeper and deeper but unfortunately you're kind of limited by how long your oxygen will last mm. and how quickly you can get down there i mean i've got, gone down oh, so really deep into all some underwater uh yeah yeah Oh, not well. Yeah, most of it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil salvaging anything. Salvaging bits and pieces, and yeah, you go around and you 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 salvage stuff, and then you build stuff with it. Uh, you have to make sure you've got enough water. Um, you have to make sure you've got stuff to eat. Um, but you can you can create like these pipelines so that you have like these sort of temporary places to get oxygen from, like deeper down. Mm. But each as you get deeper and deeper, you like cover. Uh, you find these new biomes that look completely different, that have different creatures in them. Uh, some of these creatures are bear moths, like they're they're massive tentacle things that are actually almost like land masses themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's 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 really cool. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna tr I'm gonna play it some more. I'm gonna play it some more in VR too, mm. and uh, we'll see how I get on. Awesome. awesome. I but it's, I it's played. I recently played. Sorry, from my side. Uh, Shadow of Go War, on. and I found it interesting. I think you had the same experience. Did you buy any loot boxes on Shadow of War, Rob? No, I didn't at all. No. I, I, I Did mean, you the feel game. That you the needed game... to. Not really. No. No, not at all. You can, you can buy uh, some stuff. I mean, it tries to hook you into that by oh, giving you this of sort freebies. of yeah, a couple of freebies and see see what lovely well, stuff there is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, yeah. But there are like loot boxes that you can buy with the in-game currency that you use, and and I mean you kind of have to do that to sort of re 
supply your ranks after a particularly mm. grisly battle. I, um, I, but I, I, just, I played I, it on hard, but I never really had any issues at all. Um, but maybe it's the methodical approach I take, but my ranks never got thinned. <laughs> well, I mean, I there was always... I didn't really do it much. It was. Uh, did you do like the Shadow Wars stuff at the end? No, I, I couldn't see the point in it. I started out, so I completed the game. Um, the the um, without spoiling it, the uh, special ending happened where the thing happens um, and yeah. things change a bit, and then it's like, oh, and suddenly defend it, and I kind of thought, no, I completed the game now. Screw you. Um, yeah, I see. Up to that point, and I think yeah. that's fine. I can't, the end game, or what it refers to as the end game, the, the bit where it just carries on, I was like, I've done enough of this now. I played it a little bit, and I thought, I'm going to do something else. Yeah, it, it did try my patience. Had I not had such an extended Christmas break, I probably would have dunked it myself. <laughs> with your, but with your I just, um, what do you call it, thing of sh- pile of shame? I've, yeah. I, I would have expected you to kind of go, right, I've done that, I've completed the game, I know it's just padding my time, I've got better things to do. I, I know, I, I should have done really. But to be honest, I, I, it basically took me another like uh, probably 15, 20 hours to get through that Shadow Wars thing. Because yeah. basically no, what I'm it does it. is it just, it just rinse, it, you just rinse and repeat. Like this, <laughs> you, you, you defend your, your castles. If you lose the castle, you take it back again. Yeah. Okay, on to the next round. Rinse and repeat. And that's when the loot boxes actually start coming into it because yeah. that's when all your ranks get thinned uh, and you yeah. have to then go into the system, go into the shop, just buy it with in-game currency yeah. um, and then and then just re-swell your ranks. Basically, the but game itself up... is enjoyable. When you complete the game, stop. And then you won't need to spend money. I think it's all. Mm. Yeah, that... just... Yeah, Straight well, enough, just yeah. unless you've got a lot of patience, I wouldn't bother with the Shadow Wars <laughs> no, stuff. I haven't. It, it ended... It ended up souring the game for me, to be honest, yeah. um, because all you're doing in that really is it's like a war of attrition. You're just running around, uh, making sure that your guys stay up um, and, and, and and just like waiting for their thing to drop to, so that you can dominate them. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it just becomes that at the end. And you yeah. don't really have time to do any cool moves. Yeah. You're just jumping about, evading all the time. And it's just like a mad, crazy mosh. I mean, I platinum uh, Shadow of Mordor. I looked at what else I needed to do to platinum Shadow of War. And it was all about doing this special thing to a level 47 one of those. And a level th- it got massively complex. I, I would say it was at least twice as hard to platinum Shadow of War, but for no good reason. Um, and again, that, that feels like player exploitation. So I bought the game. It's I didn't just, invest to, in the, it's I just didn't to increase the, the longevity. Yeah, exactly. I bought the game. I did not invest in the loot boxes, not a single penny. Got the game mm. at a fairly reasonable price and got a good amount of enjoyment out of it. Happy there, definitely. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. I've yeah. I haven't really been playing anything much. I've still been playing Zelda. Um oh, yeah. to be honest, this game surprises me. Um it look it doesn't it's not gonna win any awards for its graphics. But when you're playing it's, it, you just get pulled into the world. Um It's won the, plenty of awards. The the <laughs> mechanics behind it are insane. Um basically it's got a weather system and me and Suze we play we play we play it on our own separate files. But we've been playing it for a while, and then suddenly this thunderstorm rolled in, and we thought we'd triggered some special event, because when she was playing it at the time, you know, she was on a raft, and we'd never seen it lightning and proper proper like London lightning strikes, taking out trees and your environment and everything else. Occasionally it would strike like some of the enemy characters, or near the NPCs, and they would react to it as well. And it's just really weird how, and it's like... One of the main things, as always with Zelda games, is like a stamina bar, which you can use for attacks and stuff like that. But you can use it for climbing. So you can literally sort of like go Mission Impossible 2, climbing under a rock, climbing up to the highest mountain point. And you kind of have to do this to get certain things to help boost your hearts and increase your weapon slots and stuff like that. Yeah. But I just found with things like the Thunderstorm, um, you... Your weapons, your your combat is affected by it because obviously you can't hold steel weapons. So anything steel in your inventory, you can't have equipped. 
or midway through your combat, Ooh. you're going to get struck by a massive thunderbolt, and you see it building <laughs> up. You see, like, the charge. Your sword starts to spark, or your shield, and it starts to spark, and when it's really sparking, you've got literally just seconds to either de-equip it, or, which I did in one case, throw my sword at an enemy sort of, um, it's this giant iguana guard. I yeah. threw my sword at it, because you can actually lob your weapons. I threw my yeah. sword at it, the sword hit him, and the thunderbolt hit him at that point. <laughs> and it killed him. <laughs> but I take it, I take it this, the, oh. the, the thunderstorm is a rare event, right? No, so... no, it actually, it's a weather event. So you've got like a, um, there's a rotating sort of icons on the bottom, and yeah. it tells you what the weather's going to be. And apparently thunderstorms can just happen, um, like real weather. So you could be, and if you're, if it's wet and thunderstorming, you can't climb. Because obviously all the surfaces are loose and stuff and slippery. Yeah. So if you're part way up a mountain and it starts to rain, so fucking the get down the or get up. Yeah, it really does. Oh, um, that's quite cool. It's pretty. It's pretty. It, it's surprising because we're playing it and we're just. I just can't believe it. And there are these flying, huge dragons, and basically we're left to figure all this shit out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> literally, we we cross this massive bridge. When I say massive, this thing is huge, and just randomly climbed up to one of the um, sort of tower points, almost like the Great Wall of China style bridge, mm. um, with massive towers. We climbed up there, and there's this great big dragon flying around, like a sort wow. of falcor Chinese dragon. And then we went to another part of the land, and there's a fire one. So we found a fire one and a lightning one. It's got nothing to do with the main story. But we're just like, what the hell's that? <laughs> and then it's just like, we're literally just exploring the hell out of this land. Some bits are fucking, you're stuck somewhere and you're like, oh God, um, you know, you climb up. You basically, the whole idea is a little bit, maybe it's tongue in cheek. It's like poking at Assassin's Creed. But the idea is that you find these towers and you get to them and you activate them and they, they give you more of the map. So it's almost pretty much like that in Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Almost a bit tongue in cheek, but you can glide from them to various points, and you can fly and stuff like that to some extent. Um, like, but uh, yeah, I am I am <laughs> gobsmacked at the amount of stuff in this game, yeah. and the fact that normally in a game when you get weapons, those are your weapons, and when your weapon durability is low, you go and get it repaired. In this game, weapons are expendable. Do you not have hit with the Master Sword, for example? This... Um, I don't know. Ah. Suze's only just got it. Um, but is it going to die? Is it, you've is got it weapons. as disposable you pick, as you, everything you... else? Um, it's, I don't know if it's got a durability element or something, or maybe it gets weakened and you have to take it back. Yeah. But you start off on this plateau and you've got the Temple of Time and it's all ruined. It's all like post-apocalyptic. Everything's overgrown and it's been a hundred years since this calamity has devastated the land. Yeah. So then you literally have to go and fulfill quests to um, to basically get the means to get down from this large area of landmass that you can't otherwise get down. And that's yeah. when the game opens up. And it literally mountains you can go and climb, you can tame horses, add them to your stable, um, and you actually have to go and tame them. They're all wild. There's none of this, I'm going to go to a oh, place and get a horse from doing a quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can you can throw poo at the wall. No, you can't. But <laughs> I say so. I, but, um, I but yeah, I'm, I'm just considering Christmas. it's yeah, sorry, it is probably the most one of the most interesting Zelda games I've played for a while. So because it does have the whole Zelda dungeon thing, you've got these mm. shrines where you can go and get sort of orbs and stuff to improve your stats. Um, you can buy various different costumes. Her version of Link is running around like a ninja. He's got his hair tied up in like two little chopsticks and he's got this slick little bodysuit on running around. And you've you've got all of these weapons and you get some really amazing ones, but you know that if you use them too much, their durability goes and the weapon shatters. So it's almost a bit like Metal Gear Solid on site procurement. Everything you could pick up, you can kill a goblin, grab its club, grab its shield, and then carry that for a while. Um Isn't that annoying? It it is annoying at first, but you quickly realise that's part of the survival and you learn the tier of enemies so you've got you've got just enough weapon slots so that if you've got like a higher up weapon you don't use it on something shit like a bat that's only got one hit point <laughs> and i think because oh, it actually, will dig yeah, into some of the, some of the, one of the zombie games i played um can't remember the name of it uh, had a similar thing though 
you got these weapons yeah. and you could enhance those weapons. Um, but each weapon had a level of durability to it, so you only enhanced the ones that would last a while with high damage. Yeah. It's that sort of thing, right? Well, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's and you get various special. It sounds really weird, but I've not played any RPG like that where everything is, you know, almost don't get attached to a weapon per se. You can't. You can do, but you can keep it on your person. But you kind of save the really high power ones for bosses because yeah. you know there are going to be bosses. That's it. Um, and is, higher up level monsters. So yeah. you kind of almost keeping just crappier ones equipped for dealing with a riffraff and then you whip out your great sword or whatever and take them out. And also the weapons have got Ooh-hoo, different weights. So you've got a double end sword and it's or a double handle sword and it takes longer to swing. So and if you're too slow, um some of the larger enemies can actually just beat you to the swing and just like knock you for six. And some of them will just kill you in one blow, and you're like, God, and you realise they've got like a, you know, spiked dragon bone club, and you go, fucking hell. And then you meet different tiers, and as you go up in levels, you meet higher versions of the enemies. So you've got like various weird little pig goblins, and you're like, oh, these are, are easy they just to kill. Changing the then you meet the blue though. ones. Yeah, they are just blue changing ones. the colour palette, right? It is colour palette, yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's been happening since. But there's, I but there's enough. Ver- the there's 80s. enough variety of enemies, though, as well. You've got, ma- you got literally. There's there's one enemy, and it's like it's a rock, and you think, oh, it looks like there's something interesting there, uh, and it just rises out of the ground. It rises out of the ground, and it's this massive golem rock that you have to battle, um, <laughs> and it's throwing boulders at you and everything, and they're like giant creatures as well that cool. kind of come up and stuff admit. and you have to fight with them and there's like loads of mysteries and subquests and stuff but they seem interesting some are mildly annoying but some you complete on a whim but yeah it's considering i just thought oh it'd be quite fun you know it's zelda i'm i'm amazed at how much i'm enjoying it as it well got, it and i have been playing it not just watching it awful lot of um yeah journalistic out- yeah output. but i can yeah. i can see why because i'm I'm not looking with you know blinkers on or anything like that it's not like a certain other game that i'll be you know crazily invested in <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like Kingdom you know, sort of like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um also delayed but yeah i i'm i'm just absolutely gobsmacked at how how crazy it can be and 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 the archery element of it you literally have a bow and you can arc your arrows you if you literally put 45 degrees to the sky i mean i i do a bit of archery with our a mate of ours and oh i love I'm this, kind this of, episode right I'm, we've we've went oh we've done a bit of longsword <laughs> we do a bit of archery uh, uh, <laughs> now, by the way we are, we're we're basically medieval <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's crazy because the physics apply you literally can arc your arrows further distance it's not like where you aim like straight on and they act like a sniper rifle because if you do that over the distance it just drops short yeah so you have Thank to literally shoot them into the sky and hope that that's the distance I'm so you use a normal arrow as a range come. fight yeah yeah you use a normal arrow as a range finder and then you strap a bomb arrow and then you launch that and take them out does because that the first arrow, they kind of go, huh? What the hell's that? And then whilst they're looking around, you go, right, that was right on them. Fum. <laughs> and you've got like lightning arrows and flame arrows and stuff like that. It's 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 a hell of a lot of fun. So you're enjoying yourself on this, right? Me? What? You're enjoying yourself uh, with Zelda? Yes. 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 It's a lot of fun. Yeah. If you have a Switch or a Wii U. Well, that's and you the, haven't got this I game. I recently invested. In I the recommend Switch. it. <laughs> My difficulty with the Switch is Zelda is still full price, and I've got a feeling because what Nintendo rarely ever do is cut their prices. Yeah, no, they, they never do. The thing is, I cannot bring myself to part sixty pounds with any game whatsoever. No, fifty pounds I struggle at. Well, I, I got mine through Argos, at. and it was a lot cheaper. Thirty pounds is my sweet price. I I got Zelda. On the Wii U, it's older for the Wii U. Oh, the is Wii U, about you're fine. Forty, no, but it's still around forty. It was still around forty, fifty quid. Yeah, for the Wii U, because it was brand new. I got it from Argos for under twenty. Oh, brand win. new. Brand yeah, it's new. still forty quid for Wii yeah. U. But I got it. I got it. I got it for about. I think I got it for fourteen ninety nine. Um, from Argos, so it's worth looking around. Argos are doing. You might yeah, find Argos somewhere. Argos are doing the Switch version at fifty at the moment. 
So hmm. when it drops... I think you might like, be getting new console markup sort yeah. of thing there going when on. When it drops in about three or four years' yeah. time, I'm going to have to take And it will still be a fun game then, I reckon. Oh, yeah. It will still be a fun game. I'm pretty sure I heard that they'd sold more copies of uh, the Switch version of Breath of the Wild than they had sold Switches. Bloody I think hell. People, I think people weird. just b- bought the game be- and couldn't get the console because the console was sold out. Oh, so wow. if, if you don't... I think it's a bit of an edge case Either if you own a Switch and don't own the that. fuck out of the Switch. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that's my yeah. No, um, I think we can leave it there. I, I, all I was going to say, Will, was you said about my pile of shame. Oh, yeah. uh, I haven't really got one anymore. Oh, well because done, you. I, I pretty much... Well, I've got a few still, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm battling my way through Alien Isolation at the moment, finally. Nice. And other than that... Lights on or um, lights, lights off? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm playing the Beach Boys in the background. Uh, <laughs> bit of fluff. Just <laughs> bit, bit of uh, full daylight. Um, yeah, and still I can only play it for an hour because it, um, you know, it's just hiding under tables and stuff. It's and creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great, though. It's really well made. Something about it compels me to continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm not sure what it is, but... It's yeah, you're in I've, your own space horror, that's what it is. You're, that's it, yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, The Long Dark, Soma, and Tom Clancy Splinter Cell Blacklist. They're the only games that I haven't started yet in my okay. Steam library. Nice. Um, quick quick shout-outs, because I bought the Nintendo Switch, um, tail end of last year. Skyrim. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, might have. I, I yeah. basically pretty much finished the main mission. I will admit I have done 200 hours of plus on Skyrim prior to this, but uh, but no, I still bought yeah. Skyrim just so I could play it while I was commuting, <laughs> and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. The port is great. Um, the Link sword that you find, pointless. Um, the whole Nintendo goodies, pointless, but the game is amazing to be able to play on your commute. That's good. But the other one is the um, Ray, uh, Rabbids versus Mario, whatever it is. Mario versus oh, yeah. Rabbids. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, actually really surprisingly deep. So uh, I'm quite enjoying that. Dipping in and out. Nice. Uh, lots of fun to be had. And actually, Ubisoft Rabbids, have either of you guys played any of the Rabbids games yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, I've heard about it, yeah. Never. No, you Never, see, because no. I had the, the original It's a spin-off Wii. from the Rayman universe, isn't it, I think? Um, sort of, but uh, they did the Rabbids, they did a couple of Rabbids party games on the original Wii, um, so I grew yeah. fond of them then, but it's 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 genuinely amusing, genuinely fun, works far better than any description of it would make you expect to, so uh, plenty hmm. going on on the Switch, and when the top games come to a reasonable price, I'll give them a punt, but at the moment, Switch is prohibitively expensive in many ways. Yeah, yeah. I plan on getting one uh, for Dark Souls, uh, presuming, of course, by then I've moved. Yeah, and have some have something to sleep on and somewhere <laughs> to sit, and maybe even a TV to watch as well. Useful things so, uh, in life, things to aspire to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cool, alright then, before this becomes the Not Moving Podcast, uh, I guess we'll call it there. This has been the Not Playing Podcast, in partnership with notlistening.co.uk, where you can also hear myself, Marcus and Ian talk about movies and TV on the Not Watching Podcast, and Adam, Ash and Will talk about all manner of funny things on the Not Listening Podcast. You can email us at notplayingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet out or follow us on Twitter at notplayingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya. Call of Duty. 
Hey, Randy, what you doing? Oh, hey, Dave. I'm just making a list of things that make me feel really, really good. Wearing Bombas socks. Trust me, that's number one on my list. Bombas socks feel so good because we use the smartest design and best materials, making them the most comfortable socks ever. Plus, because socks are the number one most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we donate a pair for every pair purchased, and that feels pretty good, too. To shop Bombas or learn more about how your purchase supports those experiencing homelessness, go to bombas.com slash comfy and get 20% off your first purchase.